This is Vector Zero Radio, home of California political commentary, rants, and satire. Thanks for listening. Alright, so we're going to get politically incorrect today. Not for the sake of just being an agent provocateur, but because this information is kind of important for you to hear. Because if you don't have the information, you don't make informed decisions. And if you don't make informed decisions, we can never correct the problems that we face. So, the California Housing Partnership Corporation reports a shortage of about a million affordable homes for families making 50% or less of the medium, median household income. In California, that's about $30,000 a year. And living in California on $30,000 a year is pretty much impossible. There's a lot of ways to look at this, but let's focus on some possible factors as to why the cost of living here is so high. Buying a house in California is expensive, and that's partly thanks to the Federal Housing Administration, or the FHA. Let's look at it from a supply and demand perspective. So when you go to buy a house, traditionally, you would put down 20% of the price of the home as the down payment. But thanks to the FHA, and now banks like Chase and Wells Fargo, you only need to put down 3%. So I'll use the numbers in the area that I live in so that you can get an example. A three-bedroom, two-bathroom, single-family house that's about... 1,300 square feet, give or take, in a halfway decent city where you don't have bars on the windows or giant gates on your front door in public schools you would actually send your kids to, easily costs $600,000 or more, going well into the $700,000 range. For easy numbers, let's use a half a million dollar house as an example. 3% of that is $15,000. 20% is a hundred thousand. A lot more people can save up fifteen thousand than they can a hundred thousand. I mean, you can save fifteen thousand in a year or two if you make a halfway decent living. As long as you're not spending your money on frivolous things, you can save up. But saving a hundred thousand dollars at today's interest rates, at maybe one percent if you're lucky, could take you over a decade. Yeah, you could take out money from your 401k, which would earn more, but you do have to pay some of that money back. And the stock market could just as easily tank again like it did in 2008, where you would lose a bunch of money. So, because the standards have been lowered, you have more people in the housing market. So you have more people competing for the same homes. So that drives up the prices. Because... Here's the problem. There's only so many homes available. You can only build so many new homes in a given time frame. And there's only so much land available. In the past, people would just rent until they could afford that 20% down payment. But that's getting harder to do. Because in California, rates keep rising. Southern California rents rose last year at the fastest pace in nine years. At about close to 5%. Renting a two-bedroom, 
apartment in Southern California easily cost anywhere from eighteen to twenty four hundred a month. Why does renting right now cost so much when the California birth rate is historically low and three and a half million people have left the state? People are obviously occupying the homes and apartments for rent, thus the shortage. But where are they all coming from? 1.7 moved in from outside the U.S. As the Orange, as the Orange County Register calls them, folks from foreign lands. Now, I'm sure some of those people are H-1B1 visas in Silicon Valley, but I wonder where the rest are coming from. Oh, wait, wait. Look what I found here. The George Soros-funded group, Alliance of Californians for Community Empowerment, is pushing for a measure they're calling Housing Now California. Housing Now California. Well, that sounds nice. What's it about? Well, the legislation would bar a landlord from not renting to illegal immigrants and would ban the landlord's ability to evict due to the tenant's illegal status. And it has already passed the California Assembly and is moving on to the State Senate. According to the Pew Research Center, California had over 2.3 million illegal immigrants in 2014. I think this number is much higher, but let's just go with this estimate. At this low estimate, that's at least 2 million people competing for the same limited number of rentals. Now, I don't blame the illegal immigrants for coming. I blame the government. This is why. What did you think would happen when you pay people to come to this country and you pay them to have children and not assimilate? In California, illegal immigrants get in-state college tuition. Their kids get free public school education. In fact, one out of every eight kids in public schools has at least one illegal immigrant parent. Their kids get free medical coverage through a program called Medi-Cal. They get driver's licenses and food stamps. There's an article in the San Francisco Chronicle talking about the decline in food stamp usage by illegal immigrants because of fear of President Trump. Now let's think about things here. I know we want to be nice and help people, but just because someone shows up at your door, it doesn't mean that you have to invite them in. We can't have open borders and a welfare state. It's one or the other. I mean, just think about it. It really doesn't matter who your next door neighbor is, right? I don't even know my neighbor's name. But if you have to pay some of their bills, then it kind of does matter who lives next door. And immigration in this country, legal and illegal, has changed dramatically. In the past, Immigrants who came in from Ellis Island had to integrate. There was no welfare state back then. The ones who couldn't succeed, guess what? They went back home. And it was a significant number. So, about 51% of illegal immigrants are on some form of welfare. If this was back then, that 51% would have went back to their home country. This is a situation that the government has put in place with their policies, and this creates resentment. 
There are plenty of homeless American citizens. Why not worry about them first? I drove by the Angels baseball stadium and looked over to my right, and I saw a massive tent city along the riverbed. There were tarps and tents for almost half a mile long. And don't think homelessness could never happen to you. It could happen to anybody. Six in ten Americans have less than $500 in savings. So most people are a paycheck or two away from being on the streets. Now imagine if these people got to keep more of their paychecks. If they didn't have to pay for other people's kids and welfare. If there were a few million less people in California. Then maybe people could actually afford to live here. The government's open border policies have brought in millions of people into this country. FHA loans have increased the number of less qualified home buyers. And get this, home prices in California are almost back to the highs right before the housing bubble burst. Nearly 10 years later, nothing has changed. Our wise overlords have learned nothing since. Don't look to the government to fix the problem when they're the ones to create it in the first place. Thanks for listening.